If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today, we are back with just me for another solo episode. And if you haven't caught it in recent episodes, I am recording this back in December. I'm going on maternity leave for a few months when my twin boys arrive beginning of February. So if I sound breathy, it's because I am and just nearing the end of pregnancy. So just have grace. I was laughing with my friends that my last pregnancy, I had a iTunes or like an Apple podcast review that said, love the content, but this girl always sounds so out of breath. So just a, a little disclaimer on this, but today, more importantly, today we're talking about the topic of hindsight in a breakup and hindsight's obviously a really powerful tool. You hear me talk a lot about how reflecting after a breakup is super important, but I've just seen it used so, not poorly, but I've just seen it used in very ineffective ways where people aren't getting anything productive out of it. If anything, they're just making themselves feel significantly worse about it. And interestingly enough, I think I've seen it most come out in listener episodes. And I think because listener episodes are done like six months, usually around six months plus past the breakup, people do have the gift of being able to look back. And when they're retelling the story, I would just, I notice a lot that people will say, well, I did this, but I can't, I can't believe I did that. Or they'll catch themselves like, I know I wasn't supposed to do this, but I did this. So I started really noticing, wow, okay, I think there needs to be a little bit more guidance on how hindsight can be used after a breakup and some of the pitfalls that people can fall into when looking at this topic. Because it's crucial to look back on your relationship and your breakup as part of the breakup healing process, but it should not happen right away. There's a time and a place for it. I think it's a big mistake people make 
in that they choose not to look back on their relationship, not even just this, their latest relationship. But if you've taken my breakthrough, your breakup course, you know, I, I take you through past relationships. What are some patterns that you've seen emerge? What are some ways that you would like to change moving forward? All of those are super important questions that you do need to go through. But the problem is it's either done too early or it's done through like the wrong filter. So I think the biggest thing is people will try to start reflecting right away, which you can't do. Like the whole concept of reflecting is you do it after you get some distance from an event, from something, from someone. You can't reflect like, you know, I'm not going to talk about how I'm going to reflect on last week necessarily. It's like, okay, I'm going to reflect on my time in college or I'm going to reflect on my time as a new mom. And that way there are themes that can emerge. But when you do it in the beginning, what I often find is people are, quote unquote, reflecting in a way that they just want to figure out how they can make this breakup go away, meaning they want to get back together with an ex. So if let's use, for example, let's say I was broken up with. I'm immediately jumping into, okay, it was this, this, and this. So therefore, if I got broken up with, let's just use my last breakup for an example. I got broken up with because they didn't want to get married or have kids. So automatically I go, okay, I was probably talking about it too much. Like maybe I was being too pushy. I just shouldn't bring up the subject and maybe things will change down the road. So I'm running through like all the ways that I could have prevented this particular reason for ending the relationship. And all I want to do is fix it. All I want to do is make it so it never happened and I can go back to being in the relationship. So that's not reflecting. That's just honestly kind of fighting the reality of what's going on. This can also happen when you weren't given a reason for the breakup. You just start like immediately digging into memories, running through conversations and trying to figure out where it went wrong. And again, all you want to do is to try to fix it. And the other thing that happens if you start reflecting too early is you'll most likely blame yourself for things. And I've talked about the fact that blaming yourself for the breakup, people actually do it because I think it gives them a sense of control. Let's, we'll go back to my example. If when I got broken up with because didn't, the person didn't want to get married or have kids. Okay. That's on me because I want to get married and have kids. So I could have taken the road and I'm glad I didn't, but I could have taken the road of Okay, that's on me. So I need to change that part of myself that either wants that or wants to talk about it or wants any kind of commitment towards that because I know innately that I can't, I can't change his mind. I can't change the other person's mind. So again, blaming ourselves tends to give us more power in the situation and tends to make us believe that, oh, okay, all I have to do is like fix something about me and then we can get right back into the relationship and like pretend like none of this happened. So When you're reflecting in the beginning, you're going to skew more to the point of blaming yourself. And again, I'm speaking generally. Obviously, there are cases where it's very starkly clear that it's not your fault that the the breakup happened. But I'm just saying in general, especially if we're talking about this topic of hindsight. The second thing is if you're doing it in the beginning, your emotions are so intense and you're thinking, at least this is how my dad would always put it 
when your emotions are low, like when you're feeling sad, mad, any of those things, you are not thinking with a lot of clarity. And that's not, that's just human. That's like, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not emotionally intelligent or anything like that. It's just saying like, and we know this, like when we're mad, we say things we wish we hadn't said. When we're sad, we tend to think about things using all doom and gloom. So yes, you're just not going to be very objective in looking at the situation and whether that's blaming yourself or just catastrophizing the situation or start kind of making up things that don't necessarily, that aren't necessarily true. You start filling in the blanks with stories that you don't know are true. And it's really hard to be able to like take a breath and be like, okay, I'm totally speculating. I'm making assumptions. The assumptions I'm making are clearly hurting myself. So I need to pause and take a break. We're just like not really in the emotional state in our brains to be able to take a pause, take a deep breath and step back from the situation. So you can't necessarily like that's not a way to use hindsight. I mean, hindsight's 2020, right? We've we've heard this. So because it's 2020, it needs to come at a point where you feel clear on it and you're just not clear on on really anything right after going through a breakup. So again, that will pass and it's not a bad thing. It's just something to keep in mind. This is why having a support system is really important that you're bouncing things off of them. You're talking to them so they can kind of reflect back more of the reality towards you. So that's why we don't want to use hindsight in the beginning. I don't even think we call it hindsight in the beginning. This is why you don't want to start reflecting too early. Your only responsibility in the beginning of a breakup is solely to nurture your feelings. That's like the only thing that you need to worry about is taking care of yourself and making sure you're in a place where you're kind of okay. Again, that's the only thing that we need to worry about. So as time goes on and you do get that distance from your ex and it does feel like your thoughts are starting to come in a little clearer, which will happen. It doesn't feel like your ex has such a chokehold on your thoughts, your feelings. They're not the first thing you think about when you wake up. Then we can start getting into reflection and looking back on the relationship. However, there are still some very common pitfalls that I see. If you are a listener of this podcast, you know I warn about how your phone can either be a great tool or a huge obstacle when it comes to getting over your breakup. Instead of spending time on your phone trying to figure out what your ex is up to, why not spend some time engaging in a super fun mystery game that will help take your mind off your breakup? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I am such a big mystery and puzzle fan, so this game has been so fun for me to get into. When I'm looking for a little escape from reality during the day or a way to relax that doesn't involve social media, it's been so fun to use my brain in a new way by diving into June's captivating quest and engaging my sense of observation to find the hidden clues. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It is so important to share your thoughts and feelings while going through a breakup, especially if it's something you're feeling any guilt or shame around. I know whenever I'm struggling with a certain thought or situation and I keep it to myself, it gets heavier and heavier and feels harder and harder to manage. I truly believe we are as sick as our secrets. Therapy has always been a safe space for me to have a judgment-free zone to get things off my chest. Whether it's something from my past, a current struggle, or something I'm anxious about in the future, I always feel lighter when I'm able to share something that feels scary. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Since getting sober over 11 years ago, most of my friends don't drink, and last month at my birthday dinner, we were going around the table talking about our favorite non-alcoholic drink, and almost everyone at the table was talking about how much they love recess, me included. Not only is recess mood a delicious drink, strawberry rose is my favorite, but they also have raspberry lemon, which is so good, lime citrus, and more. It's made with real fruit. It's only 20 calories, and it comes with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium, so it can also bring me a much, much-needed moment of peace. So whether you're like me and are always on the hunt for functional and tasty non-alcoholic drinks, or you're just looking for something healthy to unwind at the end of the day, recess mood should be your go-to. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. And the biggest thing that I see and the biggest thing that I've had to tell people is what I see a lot of people do is they will judge themselves. They will judge their past selves based on their current knowledge. So things come out when a breakup happens. So let's use an example of a listener episode that I just recorded where the woman found out that her partner had been seeing someone else. She thought it had been happening for a while, but kind of just kept convincing herself that it wasn't. And so when the breakup happened, she indeed found out that there was someone else involved. And so She was working through a lot of blaming herself on that. Like, I can't believe I didn't put my foot down and believe myself. And again, it's like, yes, now you know for a fact. So you can look back and be like, oh, that time that I saw something on the phone. Yes, now knowing that there was someone else, of course, that would have been a much larger red flag that popped up. But you didn't know that at the time. It's when you're in a happy relationship, I mean, even sometimes not even in the happiest relationship, you're not like looking for dots to connect. You're not looking for signs that things are going wrong. You're just living your life, especially if it's like a long-term relationship where you guys live together and you kind of have your routine that you're already in. You're not seeking these dots to connect. But then if a relationship ends, Then you're looking back and you're seeing that ultimately it led to the breakup. So you're seeing kind of the final dot in this sequence. So yeah, you're going to look back and you're going to connect a lot of things like, okay, when they said that they didn't want to go with my family on vacation, like how could I not have seen that that was 
a cause for concern because you had no idea a breakup was coming in your future, you know? So people will take the information that they get during the breakup or even after the breakup. Things can come out after a breakup. And then they'll look back and kick themselves for not seeing things. I don't believe reflection should lead to guilt. So if you're doing it in a way where you're feeling guilty and you're feeling quote unquote stupid or naive and and honestly that was a huge hang up that I had when finally processing the breakup of the abusive relationship that I was in is I was so hung up on the fact of how could I not have raised the alarm bells so much sooner. And it wasn't until I gave myself that grace of like, you didn't know. You literally did not know. (laughs) So if there are, sure, there are cases where like, yeah, you know what's going on. You just don't want to use your voice to call it out or other situations like that. Again, should still be approached with the utmost grace for yourself. But a lot of the time, again, it's just you don't you don't know what you don't know. You can't, again, you cannot judge your past self based on your present knowledge. So the things that you know now, you did not know back then. You can't connect dots in the past if you're not even looking for dots. So that's the biggest mistake that I see people make. And it can be really damaging because it can make, because once you get to the point of, okay, I accept that the relationship's over, if you're approaching it like that, then you don't have a lot of confidence moving forward with dating. Or it is scary to think like, oh my gosh, if I miss something this big, how will I ever be able to differentiate a good partner and a not good partner? And we forget this like final piece of being able to reflect on a breakup or using hindsight with a breakup. And that's how to use it productively. There is a way to do it productively. So you do feel more confident moving forward. So you don't doubt yourself. You don't think that you're, again, I'm not calling anyone this. I'm just using words that I've called myself in the past, but dumb, naive, bad picker. Like I think people make a lot of jokes that they can't see red flags. They have like red flag blinders on. I think sometimes that can be the case. But again, a lot of the time it's just not knowing what you don't know what you don't know. And that's like a huge thing. So how do you use hindsight effectively. Again, this is time has passed. You feel space and distance from your ex. You are feeling more on your own two feet when it comes to healing from the breakup. Once you get to that point, and maybe it comes when you start like are starting to think about dating again, but it doesn't have to. It can come earlier than that. Again, there's like no pressure to start dating again, but I'm just giving you some timelines, like it should not definitely, it should definitely not be right away. And I would recommend it does not happen for at least a solid three months of complete distance from your ex. So yeah, there's a time and a place to be like, okay, let's look at how things went sideways. Like, let's just walk through what happened. And that's why, again, I'm not trying to like continuously plug this course, but break through your breakup does have you kind of walk through your relationship history. So that way you can see it more in black and white as an objective party, exactly what happened during the relationship. And that can help you see things just, again, from like more of an outside perspective. So what did I maybe miss? Okay, I missed the fact that they 
told, you know, that they always hinted at the fact that they were never that into marriage. That's okay. Okay, so I missed that. Did I have any part in that? Yeah, my part was that I they would hint at it, but I was always too afraid to like ask in a clear-cut way if they ever thought that they wanted to get married. And so that part's on me. But again, I'm not doing it because I'm like, how stupid could you be that you didn't ask that after getting hints about it? It's okay. If I were to be faced with that situation again in the future, how would I handle it differently? That's the big thing. If I were to be faced with this situation in the future, how would I handle it differently? That's the question you should be using hindsight to answer. And this is why people who like go through really toxic relationships, it's not a guarantee that they're never going to encounter something like that again. And I hear that a lot of like, I went through the abusive relationship and then I ended up in another one and I say, okay, let's look at how it was handled differently. Like, okay, you were with the first person for three years. You were with this one for four months. That's huge. That is a huge difference in how you handled it. And, you know, taking the time to reflect on what happened, how it made you feel, how you could have done things differently, that will change your behavior moving forward. So it's not about giving you these goggles where you can only see a perfect partner. It's about having knowledge of things that might have been missed in the past and how they impacted you. And if you were to be faced with that in the future, how would you handle it differently? So for me, you know, as you guys know, I went through a string of relationships where the people did not want to get married or weren't interested in long-term commitment. So finally I looked back and I said, okay, what's an easy fix for this? It's not to beat myself up because I didn't I didn't know that that was happening or the easy fix is when I start dating again, I'm going to ask that question earlier on and I'm going to ask it very straight up and I'm going to go into it knowing that if they say they're not into that, then I'm going to walk away. So that's how we use the reflection. That's how we use hindsight is to answer the question of if I were to be faced with a situation again in the future, how would I handle it differently? So that should give you a good amount of confidence. Because again, hindsight should give you, it should make you feel more powerful, more confident, and more self-aware. That's what it should do. If it's making you feel guilty, shameful, stupid, any of those, you're either doing it too early or you're not doing it in an effective way. Sometimes it does take, it might take doing it with like a loved one or a therapist if that's someone, if you're seeing a therapist. but. Sometimes you do need to do it with a friend because not only be the fact checker, if you're getting like way out of hand with blaming yourself for things, they can step in and be like, no, we're not going to go that far. Like this is the reality of the situation. Let's not make up stories beyond that. So again, hindsight is a very powerful tool. Reflection is a really powerful tool in being able to approach new relationships in the future. But I would also argue also in kind of tying the bow up on your last relationship, like I said, it, it wasn't until I was able to let go of the guilt from my like abusive relationship and just look at the facts of like, okay, this is how I could have handled this differently. This is how I could have done that differently. This was my part in it. And again, not in a blaming way, just in like a very objective way. It wasn't until then that I was actually able to feel like I had moved on from that ex. So I think it's important both moving forward into new relationships and moving forward away from your ex. But the key thing is timing, not doing it right away, making sure you're giving yourself lots of distance. You don't need to know your lessons learned 
really early on. That's not the objective. The objective is solely to take care of yourself. So don't do it too early. Proceeding with caution when you're doing it, if it starts feeling icky, if it starts feeling like you're, it's all your fault, stop. You're not ready to do it yet or you need to like bring in someone else or you need to utilize tools like breakthrough or breakup to be able to do it. And there is a way to use it effectively. And if you do it effectively, it should feel empowering. It should feel, should give you confidence. So there's hindsight for you. And remember, again, you cannot judge your past self based on your current knowledge. If you weren't looking for dots, you couldn't have connected them. So hopefully that alleviates anyone who's listening that is feeling guilty for how they handled things. But I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 